a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Welcome, it's great to see you. If uh, you're visiting us this morning, then uh, an extra special welcome to you. Thank you for being with us. It's great to see you. I hope you're enjoying your time with us this morning. And uh, I look forward to chatting to you afterwards. Looks like there's some donuts and cakes. We'll get to those in a little while. It's, uh, it's been quite an interesting week in some ways. I'd, uh, I've been preparing for this Sunday for quite a while, uh, thinking about what I wanted to bring and uh, sat down to prepare the bulk of it this week. And uh, by, by Thursday, it had got that sussed. So some of you may have got an email on Thursday evening or Friday from me to say what we we're going to talk about. Put, put a hand up if you got an email, if you're on our, on our database, you got our, a list, an email through saying, this is what I want to speak about on Sunday. So that was, I did that Thursday night. Friday morning, I woke up with no voice. Someone had stolen it. Now, if it's one of you, can I have it back, please? <laughs> um, but uh, So it's been an interesting couple of days. I'm um, doing my best at sign language, not doing very well at that. Uh, so what I've decided to do this morning is probably to, to split this message up into two. So I'm going to start it now, and I'm going to finish it next week. So you're going to get the first half this Sunday, okay? And uh, I'll... I'd invite you to come back next Sunday and get part two. Is that all right? So if you weren't sure what you were doing next Sunday, please come back. You'll get the second half. We won't get through it all this morning, uh, but I think we'll get through about half of it and uh, we'll see what God has got for us. Is that okay? So you're up for that? So we'll go for part one now and part two next Sunday. If you've been with us uh, recently, you'll know that we've been working our way through the book of 1 Peter. So why don't you turn to 1 Peter. If you've got a Bible with you, it'd be good if you had that in front of you. You could look at the passage we're going to look at together. It's 1 Peter. We've got to chapter 2. That's why you're finding that. You'll, you'll know that Peter starts off his letter, which goes to quite a wide group of churches. It's quite a wide geographic area. And uh, Peter writes to this big group of churches, and there's a number of things that he wants to hear, a number of things that he's uh, looking at teaching these guys. And uh, he starts off by thanking God and praising God for all that he has done. And in chapter 1, at the beginning there, uh, Peter lists some of the blessings that God has given to us as Christians, as those who love Jesus. And uh, things like uh, his receiving God's great mercy, receiving his inheritance, and so on. And then he says, therefore, because of all the, these blessings that God has given you, therefore, you need to live in a certain way. Prepare your minds for action, be self-controlled, and so on, he says. And then we get to chapter 2, and uh, we'll pick up reading at verse 4. And, uh, and Peter says this. So this, this goes on from everything he's been, he's been saying so far. And we come now to this section that uh, he talks about, and I've called, building a house for God. Building a house for God. So Peter says this, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. <coughs> As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, 
You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. I'll stop there. We'll look at some other verses when we carry on with part two next week. But Peter talks about living stones. You see, when the people of God, when the Old Testament people of God were in the wilderness, God dwelt among them in the tabernacle or the tent of meeting as it, as it was sometimes called. And uh, you've got examples in the Old Testament where Moses would go into the tent of meeting to meet with God. That was where God dwelt, if you like. And uh, that's where the presence of God was. It was a holy place. Now, when the uh, Israelites had their own land, they built a temple. And so the Jews were familiar with the idea of a temple. And uh, they would have seen around them, if they were in Jerusalem, the temple that Herod had built. And again, there would have been right at the very centre of that, uh, holiest of holies, the place, if you like, where God's presence dwelt. And... uh, Even the high priest only got to go in there once a year. Such a holy place. And even when he went in, a rope was tied to him. So if he happened to die while he was in there, he could be pulled out without the other guys having to go in and get him. (laughs) So it's quite a holy place. And that's where the presence of God dwelt. But now Peter is saying, it's not the temple where God dwells by his spirit, but it's in the lives of individual believers. And when you and I come together as the church, God dwells among us. That's what Peter is teaching his readers here. And it's important that we understand this. Sometimes we use the word church, don't mean to signify a building. And uh, you might you know, talk about, if you're giving direction to somebody, oh yeah, the church at the end of the road, turn right there, for example. Actually, the church is you and I. Those who love Jesus, who follow him, who are being built together. We'll look at this in just a little while. So Jesus, for example, says in Matthew 18, he says, where two or three come together in my name, there I am. So Jesus dwells with us by his spirit. And when we come together as the church, he's here in the midst This is where the presence of God is. So now there isn't any need for the temple anymore. And uh, that temple, in fact, was destroyed just a few years after Peter would have written this letter. So since Jesus died and rose again, once he'd paid that sacrifice for sin, once and for all, there wasn't the same need for the temple anymore. That was gone. Now, the Old Testament temple was built by stones, now, I don't know if you've ever done any building. Maybe you've built a wall. Maybe, anybody ever built their own house? You know, those you know, genius house builders. Maybe you've built a wall. 
Or just put a little bit of a, a few stones around a, a plot in your garden, maybe. That's probably the level I'm at on terms of building walls. But stones are pretty sort of, well, they're sort of dead things, aren't they, really? Don't have a lot of life about them. You don't generally have to sort of chase them around the garden to get hold of them because they're running away. They just sort of sit there. <clears throat> they're just stones. But Peter says that Jesus is a living stone. And we are like living stones too. See, we have the life of God in us, the Holy Spirit. We're being built, Peter says in verse 5, into a spiritual house. So who's doing the building here? Who's the master builder? It's Jesus. He's the one that's doing the building. Remember what, Peter, what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew 16, verse 18? He says this, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the powers of hell will not conquer it. That's what Jesus had said to Peter. I'm going to build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. So Jesus is the one who's doing the building. He's the one who's building his church. You and I, we're just giving him something to work with. Jesus is the one that's doing the building. Now, it's an important concept to grasp. It, it saves us getting under pressure for how we're doing. Because actually, Jesus is the one that's doing the building. You and I, we're just giving him something to work with. But we need to make sure that we are. He's doing the building. He's working with us. So my question to you is this. What sort of stone are you? What sort of stone are you? It's not about what shape you are or size. It's not about whether you're perfect or whether there are a few cracks and blemishes. It's about your availability. If you imagine a dry stone wall, I like to go walking sometimes in the Peak District. It's not far from us and I can have a great time just spending a day out on the peaks, walking and praying, being with God. And often if you've been up in the Peak District, you'll know there are lots of these dry stone walls, aren't there? And they're just there and they've got lots and lots of different sized stones in them that have been used to build a wall. But if you look at a dry stone wall like that, you'll notice this. You'll notice, firstly, that the stones are different shapes and sizes. They're not all uniform, are they? It's not, they're not like house bricks. I'd imagine, if you live in a house here this morning, that most of the bricks are the same size. At least you'd hope they probably are, because the way most of our houses are built are with bricks that are a standard size. <laughs> But dry stone walls, they use stones that are of different sizes, different shapes. And also, as well as them being different, every single one of them is important. Every single one has a place in that wall. Every single one is vital in holding the whole thing together. Can you see where I'm going with this? Are you ahead of me just slightly? Jesus is building his church. He's using you and I to do it. You are being built with by Jesus. So what sort of stone or what sort of brick, if you like, are you? God is building us into a spiritual house where his presence can dwell. So you are like a living stone 
which Jesus wants to use for this building. If you know Jesus this morning, if you love him and are following him, Jesus wants to use you for building his church. And if you don't know him this morning, maybe you're here with a friend. Maybe a friend said to you, why don't you just come along? Or maybe you just thought, I'll go and check these guys out, see what they believe, see what it's like as a church. Jesus wants to use you too. He wants you to come into a relationship with him and wants to use you as well for building his church. Now it may be <clears throat> that for you there are a few rough edges that, uh, that Jesus needs to just file down and deal with. No nudging the person next to you and say, yeah, there's some rough edges on you. That's just not, I'm talking about you, okay? <laughs> maybe there's some rough edges that Jesus needs to, uh, needs to deal with there. Or, or maybe there's some damage which he needs to repair and to deal with. But listen, no stone is worthless. Every stone is valuable and can be used by him. Every single one. You look at one of those dry stone walls next time you're in the Peak District, you'll see some really big stones that are of a fairly uniform shape. And you'll see other sort of little ones that are just that are in there and they're holding the thing together. It's not about the size or shape, it's about your availability. Every stone is valuable in that. And to Jesus, every single person is valuable for building his church. The question is this, will you let him use you? Will you let him use you? Are you giving God something to work with? See that the New Testament has no thought of the Christian who's sort of going it alone on their own not built in, tucked into a local church. The expectation is if you're a Christian, if you love Jesus and are following him, then you're part of a local body. You're part of a local church and stuck in, built in, loved, loving, serving. And you're there. And you're giving God something to work with. I first heard this phrase, God is building his house. We're just giving him something to work with when I was listening to a talk by one of the leaders of a church in, Lo- in London. And uh, these guys grew, listen to this, from about 100 people to just over 4,000 people in about five years. That's well, not bad going, is it? <clears throat> if, you, if you chart that on a graph, that's sort of way off the graph somewhere. <laughs> that is God building his house. And I love that phrase, God will build his house We're just giving him something to work with. But there's a challenge in there. The challenge is, are we giving God something to work with? Are you giving God something to work with? Just as the temple spoke to the nation of Israel of God's presence, if you'd you'd ask somebody in Israel then, you know, where does God's presence dwell? They would have been able to tell you, the temple. That's where it is. Just as the temple spoke of God's presence, now the church is the carrier of God's presence. We should be able to demonstrate to the world what it means to follow Jesus. God wants to build us together in order to impact his world. So my question is this, is God building with you? Are you giving God something to work with? Now we're going to look in more detail next week about what sort of church Jesus is building here.
What sort of church does Jesus want to build here in Derby with you and I and lots of other people? What was he, what's he doing here? But before we finish, as we will do in a moment this morning, I want to ask you the question, are you letting God use you to build with? Are you available to him? I was reading a, a church website this week, which put it like this. I thought this was great. It said this, the church will never be built on the gifts and talents of a few, but on the sacrifice of many. At this particular church, it goes on, we see an army of passionate and committed people carrying the load together. A movement of willing hearts dedicated to serving others and building God's house. That's a great quote, isn't it? But I wonder, friends, would it describe us? Would it describe you this morning? In Luke chapter 5, when Jesus is calling his first disciples, you get an occurrence where he tells Simon Peter to go out and fish again. Even though he hasn't caught anything, he says, uh, go, out, go out and do it again. Go out and fish again. And if you know the story in, uh, in Luke 5, you'll know that uh, he goes out again in his boat and uh, he lets the nets down and, uh, and Luke tells us <clears throat> he tells, says to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon Peter answers, but Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. You know, I'm a fisherman. I know these things. I've been out there all night. The fish are not here. But Jesus tells him to go out. And Peter says, because you say so, I will let down the nets. There's a whole sermon there, isn't there? Anyway, we'll move on quickly. Because you say so, Peter says, I'll let down the nets. When they'd done so, in verse 6, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. That's quite a lot of fish, isn't it? But that, that phrase where they signaled to their partners to come and help them. I want to send a signal this morning. And it's this. Come and help us. Come and help us in what God is building in this place. Come and help us in what God is doing amongst us in this city, for this city, and for the nations. Paul says in Ephesians 2, he says this, Ephesians 2.22, And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. The message translation of this verse and the verses around us says this. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. 
a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. It's a great way of putting it, isn't it? God is building his house. He wants to use you and I in doing it. Next week, please come back, we're going to look at what sort of church does God want to build here? What is Jesus building in this place? What has God spoken to us about? What does he want to do with us? He's the one doing the building. He is the master builder. You and I are called to be available to give him something to work with. So next week we'll look at what he's doing amongst us. Why don't we stand together and uh, we'll pray as we close. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are building your church. Thank you that you are committed to building your church. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the master builder. You're the one with the plans. You're the, ones putting, it, you're the one putting it all together. And uh, Jesus, again this morning, we want to say that we want to be available. We want to be those living stones that you can use for building your church. So, Lord Jesus, I pray this morning, Father, for any who haven't got built in or haven't given themselves to you fully to be available for that, I pray this morning that you would speak to hearts, you would draw people to you, that you would use people anew for building your church. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you might use us together in building your church. Thank you that you are committed to it. Father, our heart is to give you something to work with. So please use us for your glory. Please continue on us. Would you be highly exalted and glorified in this place amongst us. For your great name's sake we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.